Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Five Ways to Reduce Unit Cost of Production in a Cow-Calf Enterprise. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Jay Parsons, who's an agricultural economist with the University of Nebraska, focused on farm and ranch management decision analysis, risk management, and understanding production systems. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Parsons. Thanks for having me, Aaron. This is a, an important topic, and I'm glad to be here with you. Well, the focus of our discussion today is understanding the five different ways we can reduce unit cost of production as we think about a cow-calf enterprise. As we think about this topic, you know, we often think about the market side and the importance of capturing value from the product we produce, and that is very important. And we don't ever want to take away from that or understanding risk management. But the other side of the coin for us as we think about profitability for a ranch is understanding what our cost of production is. And then once we know what our costs are, looking at ways, can we cost effectively reduce our production cost, which hopefully will create more profitability, more margin for us. Give us some perspective on understanding this unit cost production relationship and why it's important for producers to understand. Yeah, Aaron, it's, you know, it's just like in any business where you sell a product, uh, you know, you need to know what it costs you to produce it. And, um, and just because it's an agriculture doesn't make it any different uh, than any other business. And that is, is, you know, what, what are my units of output that I actually uh, have uh, produced for sale? And what are my expenses attributed to doing that? So as you describe in the article, you know, it's a simple division problem to get at a cost per unit of sale. And then that, of course, tells you a lot in terms of whether or not you're going to be profitable based upon the price that you're going to receive for those. And I think sometimes in ag, we get a little bit, you know, a little bit of a helpless feeling, I guess, because so much of our market prices are, you know, it's a commodity for the most part and determined by supply and demand and what people are paying for stuff. But it's still, it's it's critically important to know that you're producing at a cost that's less than the price you're receiving so that you can remain profitable over the long run. Well, let's talk a little more about that relationship, cost divided by units produced. And as we think about ways to address unit cost production, specifically, how do we reduce the unit cost production? How should we examine that relationship and think through the cost in the numerator side, product produced in the denominator side, and how we might understand how those interact with one another? Well, it's math, just like you described in the five different ways in terms of, uh, you know, you want, the, obviously, your cost per unit of production uh, to be low. Uh, so you can either reduce the numerator, reduce those costs, or increase the denominator, uh, which would be uh, increasing your output, or uh, basically do a combination of things there that, keep, that makes that ratio go smaller. Uh, so sometimes we don't necessarily equate reducing output as, as something that can reduce our unit of production. But as you describe in the article, if you you might take a little bit of a drop in output, but a relatively larger drop in cost would actually change your unit cost of production. So there's a lot of different dynamics, especially you know when you talk about the biology of a cow, and then all that goes into producing uh, or acquiring feed to put into a cow-calf operation. There's a lot of different dynamics in play there that can actually reduce that ratio. So one of the things we talk about in our unit cost production workshops is in the cost side, there's usually two costs. There's what we call overhead cost. Those are costs that don't change very much depending on uh, the units I have in production. And then there's direct costs. So for every increase in unit produced, I have increased costs. So 
one of the things I like to talk about is from an overhead perspective is usually labor and equipment as it relates to a cow-calf enterprise. If I've got 200 cows and I go buy another 200 cows, I probably didn't change the amount of equipment I have and I might not have changed the labor, but I have an additional 200 cows in addition to what I had before. So now I have a total of 400 cows. So my overhead cost per cow unit actually goes down as I increase numbers and that's an overhead cost. A direct cost would be something like salt mineral, protein supplement, ear tags, vaccine. For every cow I have in production, those costs increase. I think for folks as they think about the numerator side and the cost side, understanding that can be helpful as they think about the relationship between costs and units produced. Yeah, exactly. It's all about, you know, efficient use of those resources. And as you described those, those feed resources, you know, that are going to vary with the number of head you have. There's Sometimes very little you can do there within that realm. Uh, not, I mean, you can do something, obviously, but those overhead costs are really key, making sure that you uh, use those resources efficiently and really spread them out over as many units of production as you can. Well, let's just talk about the five ways to reduce unit cost production. We'll just work our way through those and give some examples, maybe help people picture in their mind the things we're talking about. You know, the first one in my mind is if we can find ways to decrease cost while keeping production the same. And, you know, that's one that uh, if you can keep the numerator the same and increase the denominator, meaning keep costs the same, but find a way to increase production, you're going to reduce your unit cost production. And an example I talk about in the article is just if you can find ways to reduce your overhead costs, something related to equipment, and still keep production the same, that would reduce your unit cost production. Yeah. And you described the other big one with, or one of the big ones there, and that is the labor, right? And we've seen, actually seen that over the years, you know, uh, used to be, you know, you'd see one person handle a lot smaller uh, cow herds than you see today. And uh, matter of fact, you'd easily argue that one person is handling twice as many cows today as they were, um, you know, 30 years ago. And that's really an effort to decrease those costs uh, while increasing output. Another opportunity to reduce unit cost production is if we can hold costs the same in the numerator and increase production. So if we can find some way to be more productive while keeping our costs the same. An example we used in this article was the use of hybrid vigor in the cow herd. A lot of data research out there would say a crossbred cow is going to be more productive than her two straight counterparts that created that cow. So in that scenario, we're utilizing something that we can think will allow us to increase production, but may not come accompanied with increased cost. And that would be a way, again, to reduce our unit cost production. Yeah, and this is probably one that's most natural to producers, I would argue, because they, they really do think in terms of how can I, uh, how can I produce more? How can I get more out of, out of uh, my cow herd and, and so on? And crossbreeding is a good example, just buying better genetics and stuff like that, or controlling that, I guess, internally with what they hold back and so on and so forth. This is a natural fit for producers to think in terms of getting uh, more production without actually increasing their costs any. The third one we talk about is if we can find a way to decrease cost while increasing production. Of course, that's one where we really make some hay, right? If we can find a way to reduce cost and also increase production, we can really change that relationship in terms of our cost of production number pretty quickly. Yeah, and this is, as you said, this is a slam dunk and it's one that doesn't come along often, but these are really where you're looking for opportunities, technology changes, you know, uh, technology change comes along and suddenly you, you have some new technology, whether it be a 
vaccine that wasn't available before or something like that that you adopt and uh, it actually decreases your costs and, and you get more output. Uh, so when these things happen, you know, people perk up and notice and, and adoption takes place quickly, uh, but uh, certainly those that uh, pick up on it early uh, benefit from it first and, and the most. The fourth one we talk about is if there's opportunities to increase cost and also increase production. And so what we're thinking about here is if we spend some money in the numerator side, what are we going to get in terms of output on the denominator side? And if the value of that output or the numerical increase in production is greater than proportion to the cost, we actually decrease our unit cost of production. Yeah. And, you know, in economics, we always talk about the marginal value versus the marginal cost, and that's exactly what this is uh, in terms of just looking at what the next unit of uh, input cost gets you in terms of value of output, and that's what you're talking about here, uh, whether it be a protein supplement, as you mentioned in the article, or, or something else that you bring into the operation that say cost cost you a, a dollar a head to put in, but uh, in the end of the day, you're getting a dollar fifty back out of that uh, out of that input. Uh, this again, this is one that's a little more natural for producers to look at because you're looking to see, you know, to actually get more production out of it. Uh, but certainly you want to do the math first to make sure you get uh, more out of it than you actually put in from a cost and uh, return side. The final one we talk about is significantly decreasing cost while maybe only slightly decreasing production. And this is one, and you mentioned earlier in our conversation, that's not natural to think about. Most of us are geared towards trying to find ways to produce more, but there are situations where we might look at our production system and say, you know, we might actually be able to reduce production slightly, but reduce costs drastically and reduce our unit cost of production. Yeah, it is natural to think of reducing production in general in ag uh we think you know more yield is, is better that that we're uh, better producers i guess uh when we get more yield and we'll be more successful but uh but sometimes there's uh opportunities to take out a relatively high cost to the operation and uh and you do suffer a little bit from the uh, standpoint of having lower production but it pays off i mean the numbers work better uh you know smaller cows this is an example of that uh, and th another thing on this to not lose sight of is just the uh, the market side of it, because sometimes in these situations you might end up with a with a product that actually is able to garner a higher uh, market price. Uh, you know, grass-fed beef is one of those examples that people would point to, uh, where perhaps they don't produce the pounds per head that they did before, but now they have something that they can move into a different marketplace with. And uh, so anyway, it all depends upon each person's uh, production situation, uh, but there might be opportunities to uh, make this thing work in terms of how it actually comes out economically for you. Well, as we summarize these five opportunities to reduce unit cost production, one thing we really encourage folks to do is you think about or in examining an opportunity, really think through what are the ripple effects of this decision? If I was to make this decision, what's the anticipated change and what might that do to me in terms of risk management? What might that do to my overall production system? What are the things that might be impacted? Probably change of marketing might be one, when I market, how I market those livestock. So those are important to understand. And then also trying to anticipate what might be some unintended consequences of some changes I make in terms of unit cost production. So we really want to use a systems approach to decision making as we think about making a change. 
Yeah, and it's important to realize the time, you know, the reversibility of some of these decisions or how easy or hard they are, because there are some of these decisions that are just kind of an annual thing, you know, I'm going to buy this input and, and see this happen. But yeah, you start changing cabin date, you start changing genetics. Those are strategic decisions that have long-term implications. So you're exactly right. People really need to think through that from a systems perspective as to all the different uh, factors that might affect. Anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Parsons, as we point towards wrapping this up? No, other than just that, uh, you know, ag in general and, and certainly cow-calf sector has always been extremely uh, competitive with tight margins and, and, and good times and bad and stuff to work through. Uh, so you always have to uh, constantly, uh, constantly evaluating your uh, operation, which means that you really need to stay on top of what that cost of production is and, and work hard uh, uh, to keep track of it and look at ways uh, to actually control it. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Parsons. Thank you, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. At the website, you will be able to find this article, as well as several other resources related to this topic.